All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Ball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and future titan for today's episode 260, none other than Gogo Bethke. Gogo, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe 260. My favorite number is eight. So I'm going to get two and eight, <laughs> two and six together. It's an eight. It must have been. I love this. This works out perfectly. And again, Gogo, it's an honor, truly. Uh, what you do for the real estate world and community, absolutely just making this happen. Uh, I cannot wait to dive in. Really let everybody out there in the Titan Nation know you a little bit better, but also how you got to where you are and where you're continuing to go. So um, I guess without any further ado, let's talk about the first aspect, which is the most important here. Uh, how, most important, how do I tag you? So is the second one in? Yeah, that one. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah. So if you're listening to this after the fact, you're not live with us. Gogo is literally uh, checking in and tagging us on uh, Instagram. So it's awesome. Literally social media queen. I cannot get ready for this, Gogo. So um, I do want to ask the first question, which crucially important, again, setting the stage and the tone for everybody out there who maybe doesn't know you. Uh, they've been living under a rock for a while. Uh, <laughs> essentially, where are you from, Gogo? What got you into the business? You know, really, what is your progression into your life and your career today? So kind of your backstory. Sure. So my real name is Junjvir. Ah, okay. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell real estate with that name in America one day. No, <laughs> no one said ever. Right. My parents, um, so I'm from Romania, Transylvania originally. And back in the day, it was communism when I was born. And at the time, now I'm going to take you back all the way to my childhood, but I'm going to make it really fast. Okay. Love it. Love it. At the time, the rule was that if your name is translatable, then they're going to translate it and you're going to end up a Romanian version of your Hungarian name. So since I'm Hungarian, my, my parents said, hell no. So I got a very old historic Hungarian name, which is Junjvir. And uh, that didn't go very, didn't work very well for me in the U.S. because mm. they can't spell it, they can't pronounce it. They're like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> right? They don't know if I'm a man or a woman. So when I um, started in the, so I moved to the U.S. in 2003. I was 21 years old, wow. um, by myself. So my whole family, everybody's back home. And when I moved here, they can't pronounce Junior. So they asked me, my nickname was Juju, G-Y-O-G-Y-O, and nobody can pronounce that either. So my host parents, since I came as an au pair, my host parents asked me if they can call me Gogo. So that's how the Gogo came about. Wow. When I worked corporate America, they called me Gwen. Um, no offense to all the Gwens in the world. I'm not a Gwen. Yeah. So... <laughs> So when I started real estate, I asked all my friends, should I go with Gogo? Because all my friends called me Gogo, right? So I said, should I go with Gogo, 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 or should I go with Gwen? And they all said, go with Gwen, because Gogo is the wrong 1-800 number. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was like, mm, I, I was thinking of the yard sign in someone's yard and having a Gwen Bathke or a Gogo Bathke when you're driving by a sign. Mm -hmm. I figured Gogo is so different, you would remember. Versus oh, yeah. having a Gwen, you're going to be like, what did that sign say? Mm. Right? <laughs> I stuck it out with Gogo, and that's how all the Gogo companies today, I have nine of them, um, came about, and um, Gogo is my name. Unbelievable. Gogo, and I love that background, you know, when it comes down to it, and, and it, that progression into 
you know, getting to the States and, and, and really diving into real estate, which I, in, I guess it was back in what, 2011, is that correct? Yeah. 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 So So let, let's talk about that. Kind of what got you into real estate and kind of what led up to where you're at now? I wish I had like a very amazing story, how I got into real estate, right? But pretty much I did what I like to call a process of elimination. I did all kinds of random jobs. And um, and then at the time when real estate presented itself, which was my neighbor who thought I would make a great realtor, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. And we had a good old conversation in the end of the driveway. My white kids were running bikes in the driveway, right? And she thought, she thought I would make a great realtor. And I was like, what a great idea. I watch HGTV all day long. How hard can it be? I'm going to go get a license. Call it that, right? So that's exactly what I did. And um, I passed right away. And that's when reality kicked in. I realized, you know, hold on a minute. They make it look really easy on HGTV, but reality is not HGTV. Um, So uh, first year I made Mm. $16,000. Right. (laughs) Probably barely covered my fees, right? Um, And then I started doing my research. I'm the sort of loser you ever meet. I like to copy people who's been where I want to go. Um, So I interviewed all of the top producing agents of what they do. And I realized that everything that they did, I wasn't willing to do or I couldn't afford it. So they were door knocking. I'm five foot two, little blondie. Never going to happen. Strange and dangerous. (laughs) They were cold calling. My name is Gogo and I have an accent. Again, is the wrong 1-800 number. Never going to happen. They were farming an area, which I was thinking two two things wrong with that. A, I can't afford to farm an area. And B, when I get a postcard, it goes straight in the trash. So why would I do that? Mm. And then the last one was Zillow leads or any other third-party company leads, right? And that is just against my religion. Sure. I am not going to work so hard to get you a listing. So then you can use my listing to generate leads and feed it back to me. So I'm going to buy my own leads. Mm. I rather going to take that, build my own social media, plaster it out and keep my own leads for free. Thank you so much. Wow, um, that. So that came to uh, Facebook. Hmm. Right? Um, I also had no sphere. I had no, I have no college education. I was 21 when I got to the US. Wow. I barely spoke the language. So, and with no sphere. So I had no cousins. No childhood friends, no college friends, no kids that I grew up on the same street with. I knew absolutely no one and I barely spoke the language. So I was like, okay, who's my target audience? Mm -hmm. Who's going to buy a house from me, right? So I was like, oh, strangers. Because I don't know a single person who doesn't need a roof above their head. Sure. Do you? No. No. So I was like, okay, everybody needs a roof above their head and everybody has a Facebook account and their grandma. Wow. So I started Google's Real Estate on Facebook. I was pretty sure one of the first in Pinckney, Michigan, who had a Facebook business page. And then I just started putting my life out there. And then Facebook grew into Instagram and and TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube and name it. And today I have a verified account, as I like to joke and say, I I pretty much grew a brand out of hot air. Gosh, <laughs> I mean, I did give enough knowledge and I spoke pen, plenty of stages, right, to create this brand. But if you think about it, who is Gogo's real estate? Who is Gogo Batki? It's like literally just an agent who got licensed and found Facebook and Instagram and start posting pictures of myself. But Gogo, you you you're so brilliant in how you structured it, and you know you're looking at it to the people who have kind of been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, or in the positions that you want to be in, and you analyzed and you said nope, 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 nope. But you took the DNA and injected it into the vessels that worked for you. And again, it's, you say hot air. I know you're, you're joking, massive amounts of work and continuous effort 
to build what you've built and to do what you continue to do. Uh, and I love the fact that you're looking at it from a very new perspective into utilizing technology, but it's still a people business. It's relational, but really connecting in a meaningful way and then bringing that to the physical. I mean, just absolutely incredible what, what you've done and continue to do. So through your career and in path, um, what did that look like as far as you being the individual producer versus a team versus brokerage change? Like, let's get some of that backstory because I'm just okay. so curious. So I shared that first year, I made $16,000. Yay, go me. Yep. Right? <laughs> Next year, I doubled that. So we are talking 30, almost 33000 right? Yeah. The year after that, I doubled that. So probably about a year, by, by far, every single year, at, at very minimum, I doubled my business. Wow. At a, at a very minimum. Um, some years, like uh, the year before last, I went from 780, I think it was, to 2.8. Mine, so whatever that, is, whatever that is, do the math, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I would say it takes one of my favorite quotes is in order to have what the top 1% has, mm -hmm. you have to do what 99% is not willing. Mm. Beautiful. My husband would say, if everybody was like you, go, go, you would be average. <laughs> I was like, wow. ouch. Right. Okay. So with that being said, it's going to, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. So it's going to take some growing pains, right? Before you make a change. So I was an individual agent for probably, Christy's been with me for eight years and this is my 12th year. So about three and a half years, right? Okay. I was an individual agent. I had a couple of part-time assistants before Christy and now Christy has been with me. She's now my operations manager. She started out as my TC. Wow. Um, for all of the companies. So she has built me, she, she has helped me build nine companies. We did it together. Mm -hmm. So first you're going to get like a TC slash assistant, mm -hmm. right? Then you're going to go and concentrate on, at that point, you're probably still 50, 50 by side listing side. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to concentrate on listing side because you list you last. Well said. And then you're going to hire out the buy side transactions because each of your listings should bring you two transactions. So if you're not doing that on your own, you need to hire your listings out, meaning you should hire a buyer's agent who's going to hold all of your listings open, get two buyers, one going to buy that house, the other's going to buy another house in the same price range. So now that one transaction gave you three transactions on this one transaction, you make 100%. On these two transactions, you make a 50-50. So technically on that one listings, you make a 200% commission. Wow. <laughs> Say that three times fast, everybody. <laughs> go, go could do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I talk very fast and wonder, numbers are my, my, my lingo, right? Oh, I love um, it. So first you're going to hire out the buy side. So you're going to get yourself a buyer's agent, like after your assistant on DC, right. you're going to get a buyer's agent. And eventually you want to remove yourself altogether from production. So that was me. So then second year, I only did listings. And the third year I removed myself from listings and buy side. So today I have a small team in Michigan. It's just two agents. We did 62 transactions last year. It was our first year with the two agents. Beautiful. Um, 62 transactions last year, all organic. I don't buy leads. I don't have an office. I like to joke and say I have two printers, but <laughs> I have a black and white color printer. That's my, that's my liability, right? So um, but I don't even live in the state now where my team is. So I'm licensed in Michigan. My state is in Michigan, but I live in Florida. Oh, no way. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So you can have financial freedom, location freedom, and time freedom. You can have it all. Mm. So that's my that's my local team that I built to remove myself from transactions. Now, the part that we skipped over, then I have built two other teams and they both failed. Okay. What was the learning experience? What happened, Gogo? What, what's the perspective? Your time is the charm. No. 
So the learning experience was that you have to have systems and expectations. You have to have a very good solid contract and what's expected of your agents. You have to hold them accountable because agents are like cats. You're herding cats. It's a full-time daycare job, sure. which I am not uh, adult daycare, as I like to call it. I am not the world's best manager. I know that about myself. I make people cry on a daily basis. So because of that, we have a person in between. We call her my buffer. Okay. They don't report to me. They report, they report to the buffer, mm. right? The, the buffer talks to me because she knows me and she knows how to handle me on an everyday basis, right? Perfect. I have very high expectations. I am very blunt, uh, but in the same time, I am the world's best manager from the perspective that I am not a micromanager. Mm -hmm. So with my agents on my team, I really only talk to them if they need me. And then we have once a week meeting. So every Monday morning at 930, we have a team meeting. And other than that, if they need, if they can't handle something without involving me, that's the only time they come to me. Other than that, they have full freedom to do whatever they want. I don't care what they wear. I don't care how they do real estate, if they're on the couch or if they're on the boat. Mm. I could do less as long as they get their work done, right? So that's our local team. And I'm not planning on growing that. I've never had the, um, I never wanted to have like a mega icon team of 85 agents and 280 million in production. Sure. That is not my goal. It never has been. Now I did switch to a brokerage two year, uh, four years ago, gosh, four years ago okay. called EXP. And at EXP, we can build in a different way, which we call a downline or organization. So okay. then I built a 1,000 plus agent team, what we call Team GoGo. Um, it's not a team in a sense of we do not report to each other. Everybody's doing their own thing, which is business partners. Nobody pays anybody anything. We just happen to be playing real estate together. Um, and we did 1.2 billion in sales in 2022. Unreal, GoGo. And, and, and I wanted to dive into the EXP portion of that for anybody out there who is not familiar or if they're just wanting your perspective. For, for me, yeah. I think it's important that there's so many different opportunities for so many different entrepreneurs and not everything's right for everyone. But Every I guess day. rewinding back to when you made that decision four years ago, why EXP? What, what was it that really drew you to that? Yeah. So in order for it to make sense, I'm going to take you kind of back of my like real estate career. So yeah, I yeah. started in 2011 with Real Estate One. Mm -hmm. At the time, they were the largest family owned, privately owned real estate brokerage in the state of Michigan, but they were only in Michigan. Even though they were the largest brokerage, they were only in the state of Michigan. So by the, so I spent seven and a half years with them. They mm -hmm. called me the million dollar baby because I sold the 1.2 million in three hours, <laughs> which in Pinkney awesome. at the time, the highest price range was 280. So a million, one 1.2 million was like four houses for us, right? So wow. it was a big deal. Um, yeah. So I really had it all. I They were so kind to me. I had a window office. I could get away with murder, like consider it done. I had a great cap, a great cut. Like I really, truly had no reason to leave mm -hmm. besides um, these couple reasons. A, yeah. I was a top producing agent and at EXP, you can earn your cap back. At Real Estate One, I had a cap and that's the price of doing business. And go. if I went in and said, hey, guys, I did 52 transactions this year. Can I have my cap back? They probably would have looked at me like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, it's not an option there, right? Here, yeah. hold on a minute. I'm not your average agent. I'm a top producing agent. So, and I work for money. Mm -hmm. So if I can do the same exact thing here that I'm doing here, and here I'm going to have a $21,000 cap, and here I'm going to have a $16,000 cap, but I'm going to get that cap back. Where should I be as a businesswoman? Right. 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 So that's number one. Um, number two, I started already by that time, by the time I left real estate one in 2018, I had about 30 some thousand followers. Okay. Most of which were realtors. 
So mm -hmm. I had the real estate conversation all the time. I had real estate conversations with people who were just thinking about getting licensed and, hey, go, go, where do I hang my license? What brokerage do I choose? I had conversations with people, go, go, you seem to, to be so happy where you at. Can I join you? Or is there another brokerage that you know of that is just like the one you work at, right? So I was referring uh -huh. agents nationwide because real estate one was Michigan uh -huh. only. Sure. Yeah. Right. So if I had an agent from California, there was no way for me to get paid for that referral. But I love this industry. I want everybody to be licensed if that's what they want to do for a living. So mm -hmm. I would refer them to random brokerages, which is time of my day of being on the call with them, which is takes time away from production, mm -hmm. following up with them, make sure they sign up, make sure they're happy. Right. Like I'm a people person. It's yes. time away from production. So if I'm taking time away from production, I need to get paid for that time. So the question was, Am I not going to talk to future agents so I can continue production to make more money? Or if I am going to talk to future agents, then I need to get paid for that money and I'm not get for that time and I'm not getting paid for that time here. So then do I need to switch? And that's when I switched to Keller Williams. They had what's called okay. craft share. Mm -hmm. So Keller Williams got to me every time I would close a deal like Remax, Century, Keller, they would come and try to recruit me. Right. Wow. And nobody got to me because I had a really, really good cut and cap with real estate one. Mm -hmm. So then when Keller got to me, I actually went from a 9000 cap to a 21000 cap at Keller because of profit share. I thought if I can attract all of these agents, the difference will be paid by profit share. Little did I know, I attracted 42 agents and I got paid about $932 or something like that in the eight uh, months that I was with the company. So it did not worth my time. Because here's the thing with profit share. In order to have profit share, you have to have what's called profit. Mm -hmm. Now, if you run a business, Greg, which I know you do, is your goal in the end of the year to look very profitable on paper or to look a little profitable on paper? You always want to increase that margin for sure. Profitability, yeah, for sure. Yes, but not on paper because you don't want Uncle Sam to take 30% of it. Right, right. Correct? So yep. you are going to do whatever it takes to reinvest back into your business, to grow your business, correct? So you're Always. going to hire a new team leader. You're going to re-carpet the office. You're going to order coffee and printers and da, the next thing you know, there's a little profit. Mm -hmm. And if there's a little profit, then there's a little profit share. Mm. Ah, I see. And I want it to be Gary Keller. Mm. He takes a cut right off the top, three and a half percent. Or 4% or whatever he takes, 6%, I think he takes up to $3,000. Wow. So I wanted to be Gary Keller. I was like, okay, I want to take a cut on the top, not a cut on the bottom. Okay. Is there another way of doing that? But if it wasn't for Keller Williams, I probably would have never looked at revenue share if I didn't get a taste for profit share. Ooh, okay. Right? So these are all stepping stones in life. You're like, oh, it's, I like to explain it like you open this door and you walk into this room. You're like, and you start looking around. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God, look at this and look at that. The next thing you know, I'm like, hold on a minute, there's another door. Mm -hmm. And then you open that door. You're like, holy shit, I didn't know this existed, right? So yeah. life is like that. You keep opening doors. You keep going to the next level. Each step is going to teach you something. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't for profit share and switching to Keller, I would have probably never looked at revenue share. Right. But now I understand the difference between profit and revenue. Hmm. So I like a cut of the revenue, not a cut of the profit. Thank you so much. Because I don't know if you're going to spend all of the profit on carpeting the office this year. Hmm. If I brought you a producing agent and that agent produced, I want a cut of the production, not a cut of what's left after your expenses. Wow. Hmm. So that's revenue share. 
Sure. So how do you share um, is what EXP offers, right? So I looked right. at the model mm -hmm. and in 2018, I actually was one of those agents who will never come to EXP, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. About, yeah. about 40 of them tried to recruit me and, and I just wasn't listening. And then finally looked at the numbers because I like to make, somebody told me that not making a decision sometimes can be the worst decision you ever do. Oh yeah, for sure. So I thought I made a decision in my mind about EXP. I thought I knew what EXP was, but I never really researched it. I just listened to what I heard on the street from other agents. Yeah. And then if you think about it, that's like wanting to buy a Ford and then you're going to go into the Kia dealership. Sure. What do you think they're going to tell you? That Ford sucks, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I listened to. And I made a decision by not making a decision and stayed where I was for a while, right? And then I finally did my research. I read the small print. I talked to people. I got to the end of YouTube. I interviewed the people who switched. I interviewed the people who left. Smart, yeah. Right? And I came to the conclusion that I want ownership. So that was the other thing. By this time, I was eight and a half years in my career. I would say probably six and a half years of that as a top producing agent. Mm -hmm. So let me get this straight. Eight years at that time was a quarter of my life, Greg. Mm. Okay. So I spent a quarter of my life working very freaking hard, being a top producing agent. And if I walk out on the door today, I have nothing to show for it besides my pending deals. Wow. Hmm. So my next option went, okay, then I need to buy into, right? Because that was the only option at the time. So spend a quarter million dollars to buy into a brokerage. And by the way, watch this. Um, I learned first year, you're negative. Hmm. Second year, you might break, you might come even. And the third year, you start making profit. Hmm. Oh, what a great, what a great investment. Let me get this straight. Let me take a quarter of a million dollars, invest it into something that's guaranteed to be negative next year. So let's lose another 80 grand. So now we are 330 into it. And then two years later, I'll be even, yay me. And wow. then a year three, right? You are start making profit. But now fast forward, it's 2022 and people are losing. Many of the brokerages are not profitable. Thank God I didn't buy into a brokerage, right? Because so many of them. Sure. I'm not going to share statistics because it's not out for public yet, but <laughs> there is a high percentage of brokerages that are not profitable in 2022. And sure. that's going to get even worse in 2023. So now imagine if I did, if I bought into a brokerage, invested a quarter of a million dollars to come out negative for the rest of my life. Mm. Thank you. Wow. Next thing, I wanted all that, but I didn't want liability. Got it. I didn't want to be responsible for all of those agents' actions because I like to sleep good at night and I, I am able to... I don't like lawsuits. I'm not, I'm Eastern European. We don't do that. I don't even want to say that word out loud. So I'm like, I want to sleep good at night. I like to say it a $4,000 commission is never going to worth a $40,000 lawsuit. Never. Wow. Well said. My name is no, even my team, my name is nowhere on the contract. Hmm. I take a referral fee. Thank you so much. There you go. Right. So I wanted, I wanted my cake and eat it too. So I wanted ownership. I wanted to be able to collect revenue share, but not have to take liability. And I wanted to be able to earn my cap back based on my production. And I wanted that ownership without having to invest my own money. Just wow. skill and effort. Mm -hmm. So those are the reasons why I switched to EXP because I was able to get it all, have my cake and eat it too. Bagogo, as you mentioned that, and it's, I love how you're peeling the layers of that onion back for everybody. And really for you to, uh, to explain that for a way 
for everybody to really kind of look at themselves and say, where am I at? What are my goals? What am I looking to accomplish? And does this framework make sense? And it's not just to say to make a move, just to make a move. You were in an evolutionary process in your life and in your career. And like you said, what you went through got you to the point that you are today because you don't know what you don't know. And that's everybody else. And I love your adage of walking into the room or opening those doors and seeing things differently. And that's how it should be. The unfortunate nature of things and uh, not to a top producer standpoint or not for any Titans that have been on here, but most real estate professionals, they put themselves in a very small room in a, in a very small environment and they don't give opportunities. They don't give themselves an opportunity to understand different perspectives and to hear it out, to see wider, to, to open those doors and go into those rooms. Uh, and and I, I don't really understand why uh, from my perspective. But again, the people who are really hitting it to the highest of levels, they're always looking for different perspectives and different conversations and higher thought processes and putting themselves around other people that are going to push them and motivate them past their wildest expectations and, and really reciprocal. Uh, and, and that's why I just love the fact that you took us through your thought process. And again, not everybody's going to think like you, Gogo. That's okay. Uh, you know, some I, people, I think it has a lot to do with... You know, I, I, I know a lot of quotes because that's just for whatever reason, how my brain sure. works, right? But one of the things that's going to cost you the most amount of money in your lifetime is a closed mind, mm. right? So I'm not saying that you should switch brokerages, but I'm saying you should know what's out there. Yep. And you should be certain that there's the reason why you are at that brokerage, right? So I think it comes down to loyalty, right? Most people are like, but I'm so loyal to my broker. And so am I. And one of the most loyal persons you ever meet. But my sponsor asked me this question and it blew my mind. Who is your loyalty to? Your family or your brokerage? Ooh, very strong. And I realized and the only reason I was staying and keeping myself at a lower level is because I was loyal to someone who helped me to a point, And then I already outgrown them, but I stayed there just because they were my stepping stone. Wow. Right. So now I had to, I was faced with the question, who is my loyalty to? And my loyalty is to my family. My loyalty is to my dreams and my commitments and my American dream. Right. And I am not going to settle if there is something better there out there in the world, then this company should have achieved that if they were loyal to me. Right. Right. But it's a one-way loyalty. So mm -hmm. if there is something out there in the world that is going to make my family's life better, it is my duty to know that it exists. And it's my duty to make the switch unless this is better for my family. Sure. Now, if this is better for my family, I will stay. Right. And that's pretty much it. And also the other things, there's the human needs. I think there's six human needs. One is certainty as one is one certainty, uh, uncertainty. And uh, I love uncertainty. I do not like the same thing over and over again. If you told me I'm going to have the same day for the rest of my life, I'd probably shoot myself in the foot by noon. Uh. I, right. I don't want to make the same amount of money. I don't want to make it in the same place. I don't want to make it in the same way. I don't want to do it with the same people. I don't want to do the same thing when I wake up tomorrow. I love uncertainty. I love figuring out what tomorrow holds for me or today holds for me, right? Sure. Now, most people don't love certainty. Most people want to feel secure. They want to know that that money is coming in no matter what. They want to know that the ways how they're doing business are secure and they're going to be able to do it the same way for the rest of their life. For me, if I wanted to do business the same way the rest of my life, I would be out of business because what if I started faxing offers in 2023? 
I couldn't win a bet if I tried, right? right. So people don't realize that even though they, they want certainty in their life, change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. If you don't change, you're going to be a dinosaur and not a business. So at some point, they are going to have to make a decision. The question is who makes the money, them or the broker? Uh, Gogo, you said that so incredibly well. And, and again, just just hopefully anybody who's tuning in with us live or listening or watching after the fact can really uh, analyze their current situation and see where they're at, where they want to go, what their goals are and what their life is. And again, I can't encourage everybody enough to reach out to Gogo. I mean, if what she's saying really makes sense, if it's touching you and, and making you feel some kind of way, don't hesitate. I think that that's happy. And I'll be honest with you. It is not for everybody. Right. So there might be somebody out there in the world who's like, Hey, go, go. I only, I'm at a flat fee brokerage. I do two deals a year. And that's pretty much what I want to do. Even then I can beat your numbers because we can get three personal transactions. FYI, three personal transactions a year, but there might be situations where the number don't make sense. Right. But I am more than happy to jump on a call, run your numbers, show you what it would look like here. And if the numbers don't make sense, stay where you at. What do you have to lose? Nothing. A a little bit of time. You get to meet somebody pretty awesome, I got to (laughs) say. So there's really nothing to lose, as you say, Gogo. But I I, want to dive a little bit deeper into this because you've you've really explained and dropped the backstory and and really just kind of setting the progression into your career. And obviously what you've done through, you know, EXP and with your team uh, across the world, Gogo, a thousand plus individuals that you're really pouring into and working and educating and teaching something that you're extremely known for amongst so many other things is the digital aspect. And we kind of honed in on that early on in your career. You look into Facebook very early on. So what piece of advice might you give somebody who's tuning in right now? Because they're always wanting to learn from the Titans who've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. What piece of advice would you give that you added to your business that really grew, helped it scale and change in nature that somebody could apply today um, and I would love if you're all right with sharing a digital aspect or two, uh, because that's just your wheelhouse 100%. So w- what comes to mind, Gogo? What advice do you want to share anybody? I think the reason why, you know, people see, meet me, right, at events and stuff, like, Gogo, I see you all the time, I see you all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So think of it this way. Number one, video. You have to do video. You need to allow people to get to know you, right? And just feel comfortable in video. And sometimes people say, well, I don't like the way I look and sound. Well, guess what? That's the way you look and sound. So you better start liking it, honey, because that's what you look like, right? Yes. Um, number two, sometimes I go, but it's too hard to be on camera. I'm like, it's way harder to be broke, <laughs> right? Get on camera, honey, because it is going to pay the bills. And then you have to think about it this way. Let's say we are having a conversation with a cold caller. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to sit down at eight o'clock. You're going to dial until 11. Let's say it's going to take you, I don't know, um, each person that answered the call, it's a it's a five minute to 10 minute phone conversation. Hopefully you get anywhere if they don't hang up on you or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you spend three hours every single morning doing that and you get, I don't know, I never cold call. So I don't know percentage wise how many of them you get an opportunity or not. But I don't have to do three hours a day. I do maybe five minutes a day to mm-hmm. make a post. And um, hundreds of thousands of people see it in a month, right? Almost a million people see it in a month. And all it took me is five minutes. So if you wanted to talk to a hundred or a, a million people in a month, how many phone calls would you have to make? Is it even possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because Coach Bird says, when people says, I need to make more money, Coach Bird says, you don't need to make more money. You just need to have more people. People have the money. Mm. Wow. 
right? So yeah. my job, and, and of course, the other quote is the best marketer wins. Yeah. My okay. job is to everybody and their mother and their grandmother to know about who I am and what I do for a living. Know my name, because then you can Google me, which is Google, you can miss it. And then know what I do for a living, which is real estate. So anytime real estate crosses your mind, you can just freaking go on Google, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, name it. I am probably in your inbox. <laughs> you just have to put Google somewhere and you will find me and you, you can reach out to me, right? So my goal is to expose my brand and what we do to as many eyeballs, as many people as I possibly can because people have the money. Wow. So referral business alone, we refer somewhere between 24 to 30 deals out a day. Mm. Just referral a day. That's 900 leads a month. Wow. That's what, 10, 12, $11,000 or $12,000 a year. 12,000 leads a year. $12,000, I don't work for 12,000. <laughs> 12,000 leads a year, right? Even if a quarter of them close, sure. right? We are talking 3,000 transactions closed a year. So we just started that this past year in May where we formed some partnerships with lenders and title companies and all, not title companies. Um, oh, I can never remember that. Credit unions. Oh, gotcha. Credit unions. So pretty much I have the database of agents instead of them having to go and form relationship with individual agents in all different states that they have licenses in. Mm-hmm. They just come to Team Google and I feed the team. So we do and wow. about 30 transactions a day that we refer out to Team Google agents. Unbelievable. And, and Gogo, when you're looking at that, it's, it's that kind of one-to-many sort of conversation. And I, I love the the adage, uh, you know, you use fax machines, you know, you use cold calling. I think there are, there are some traditional basis of business that people are tuning into and saying, oh, well, that still works. It's not the fact of whether it works or whether it doesn't. Everybody has a different flavor. But to understand that there are better, faster, smoother, more productive uses of your time is something that all of us need to understand. And, and- also that you're going to hit a ceiling. It, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does work. But sure. you are going to run out of time. Well said. Right? So if you want to grow your business and there's only you and your ways are cold calling, that is time on task. Mm-hmm. Time on task, what I want to do is remove time on tasks. So I no longer turn, turn time for money. Mm. And that's where you want to get to. Right. So today I own nine different companies. I have, I don't even know, 40 some um, different employees and most of my income oh. is passive. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, go, go, but you're, you're so intentional with really breaking down those bases and, and understanding what the highest and best uses are and how to really kind of uh, expand those horizons above and beyond. And I think that that's crucially important. You said passive uh, income. And I, I think that you look at it from a standpoint, same thing with your marketing, same thing with your exposure. And yeah. I, I really would love to dive just a little bit deeper on the video side of it. So if somebody was tuning in, they're like, go, go, you're a rock star. I love you. I, I, I want to be you someday. Somebody's listening to yeah. this right now, tuning in. What would you say to them? You said video, what platform or platforms? Okay. What? So let's talk about the platforms first. Yeah. You are going to find one platform that is your home and you like it more than all of the others. Mm-hmm. Number one, I want to add on to that though. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to do anything that you don't feel like doing, but I then need, then I need you to figure out who's going to do it. You're mm-hmm. going to have to hire a VA. 
So I have multiple VAs. I don't even know how many assistants I have anymore. I have multiple, okay? So what I do is Instagram is my home base. That's where I create. So all of my posts are organic. I do them. There are, those are my words. I type them up myself on my own phone, but I do it for Instagram only. Then wow. Instagram is linked with my Facebook. Mm-hmm. So automatically feeds to, the, feeds to the business page. And mind you, when I'm talking, I'm talking business page. You do not do business on personal. Sure. If you don't have a business page, that means you don't even take your business seriously. Then why would anybody else take your business seriously? Business yes. page, people, business page, okay? Mm-hmm. Or professional profiles or influence or whatever those profiles are, but business page at a very minimum. Then you link them together. Mm-hmm. So whichever your home is, if Facebook is that you prefer, then post on Facebook, automatically feeds over to Instagram. If it's Instagram, post on Instagram, automatically feeds over to Facebook. Now, okay. LinkedIn, YouTube, you can't link them, meaning I can't post on Instagram that would feed over to YouTube. It's not possible yet. So right. hire a VA. That VA can literally work for you an hour a day. It's going to cost you 5 to $6 an hour. You're welcome. Skip Starbucks if you can afford a VA. Okay, then a VA is going to take it and post it everywhere. So I have a social media VA, her name is Karen, and she takes all of my posts from Facebook and Instagram and plasters plasters it into the groups on Facebook because that doesn't automatically post right now. I'm a part of a lot of different groups. Um, And then they take it to LinkedIn, um, TikTok, YouTube. I think that's it. So pretty much I'm everywhere. Okay. Even on Google My Business. So I make one post, takes me five minutes, and then they take it and plaster it everywhere else. My um, opinion on that, you have to be everywhere. You can pick and choose. Mm -hmm. But just like you have a home that you prefer. Oh, and now I started um, Twitter. I got up on Twitter in the past because it was a different level of English. And it was, I just wasn't understanding many of the things. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this means. Um, But I got back on Twitter because of the freedom of speech thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I came to this country for freedom. I like that, so I'm going to support anybody that supports freedom. Huge. And um, so that's pretty much it. You take it and plaster it because you have a home base. Mm-hmm. So does everybody else. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't want to sell you a house just because you're a TikTok lover. Sure. And I'm going to sell you a house on TikTok. I don't care where you're going to buy it. Just buy a house with me. <laughs> But Gogo, I, I love that you're breaking it down. And again, videos, the format, picking your home and then, you know, distribution, right? Making sure that you're everywhere to the people in your sphere or outside of it that matter. Any ideas or thoughts on types of content that you'd recommend? I know that's a very broad question, but anything that sticks out to you? Well, let me see if I can open up an account and show you what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what not to do. That's... <laughs> You know, sometimes I have these feeds. I'm like, oh, don't do that. That's never going to work away from your time. So think of it this way. Any of the just sold, just listed doesn't work. Forget it Mm -hmm. or get it. Now, if you have a listing, whichever the best feature of that house, let's say it's the kitchen or the backyard or there's a pool or there's a barn, whatever the best feature of that property, you're going to go, you're going to stand in front of that and you're going to ask your 16-year-old to come with you and take a photo (laughs) or your best friend. And then you go to Starbucks after, right? To hang out. So I would, you need to be in pretty much 99% of your photos and videos because you are the person who's going to sell that house. The house doesn't sell itself. The question is when the consumer is looking at it, who needs to be my realtor, right? Mm -hmm. Me. But if I go to your profile and I can't tell if you're a man or a woman, I don't really know you're just another real estate company. I'm going to go with that go-go chick over there because she talks about real estate all the time. (laughs) Love it. Right? So um, you have to be in it. Now, if you posted, let's say, about your newest listing, 
Okay, mm -hmm. let's keep it simple. It's the newest listing. It's amazing. It has a pool okay, in Michigan that you can use for four months. Uh, let's not mention that, right? So let's say you have a listing and you post a, a just listed flyer mm -hmm. with that information, three bedroom, two bed, 4,000 4, square foot, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You're going to get one or two likes on it, maybe. Then you're going to take that same thing, but you are in the kitchen or you're by the pool because it has a pool, right? By the pool in that property. And you said, hey, guys, I just listed one, two, three Main Street. If you want to know more about it, just hit me up. Don't ever give them the address or give them the um, price. Beautiful. Because then they have to ask you, hey, Gogo, where is this one at? Mm -hmm. Or they have to ask you, hey, Gogo, how much is this one? Curiosity kills the cat. Okay. Right. And as soon as they reach out to you, now I know you're on the market. This this is incredible, Gogo, because again, it's it's taking a piece of content that is so simplistic in nature that everyone can do and then putting yourself injected in it, leaving curiosity. Because um, I want you to hire me as your realtor, me. The house didn't sell itself. The house behind me did not sell itself. I sold that house. So you need to hire me, right? The next thing is, so let's say now you're in the picture, you're by the pool, let's say you get 50, 60, I don't know how many followers you have, right? So there's going to be a higher number for the picture. But now you take that same house, same realtor, same pool, you're standing in the backyard, but maybe you do a boomerang as jumping into the pool. You know how you jump in and jump out? Yes, you're going to have to go in your hair day, but it's going to work the real, trust me, right? Then you're going to jump in and then jump out like it, it, the, the, the boomerang is going to do that for you. And you can say something hilarious with that. Like, do you want to jump into your new home? Like, I don't know, make up something. Right. 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 People are going to watch it, even if they're not on the market, just because it's freaking hilarious, because they want to want to watch you get wet. Pretty much what happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. This is really happening. Right. And that's it. Now it's the same, we are doing it for the same reason, but doing it from with different techniques is going to get you different results. So mm -hmm. now if you use reels, which is the same thing as TikToks, which is the same mm -hmm. thing as YouTube shorts, is just different platforms call them different things, yep. which is a vertical style video, short format. So it's usually a minute, minute and a half or less than a minute and a half, right? Instagram is pushing that because it's a new feature, right? So they're pushing that you always want to do the new trends, whatever the newest thing is. And in case your listeners are saying, Gungo, I don't know how to do reels. Guess how I, guess how I learned it. <laughs> I went in there and I pushed every button and I see what happens when I push it. That's it. Also, yep. there's this other thing called Greg. There's another thing called YouTube. <laughs> This bizarre thing. Wait, is it attached yeah. to this this weird site called Google? I, I don't I don't know. Well, so if you don't know what YouTube is, then you can go on this other thing called Google. And on Google, it's like a search engine. Oh, no. And then you can put in YouTube and it's gonna take you to YouTube. And then when you're on YouTube, you're gonna type in how do I create a reel? And then 900 million videos are gonna come up, and then you're gonna pick one. <laughs> And you're going to follow that step by step. And next thing you know, five minutes or oh, maybe an hour later, first time it might take you an yeah, hour. That's fair. Eventually it's going to take you five minutes with your eyes closed, right? But that's how you learn anything. Mm -hmm. If you don't know something, go on Google, yeah. go on YouTube, YouTube it, watch a video five minutes later, you're smarter, you're done. I love it. And, uh, you know, when you mentioned that, Gogo, in addition to, I absolutely love following individuals that are doing things at a high level for ideas, right? And looking at it from all perspectives. So if you're you're taking Gogo's advice and looking at it from short form cross-pollination videos, and you're really looking at it to saturate the market that you do with interest and excitement and entertainment, but also knowledge, 
look to those individuals that are doing the things that you want to do on these platforms. You, you, you look at them, you follow them, follow GoGo, everybody. Instagram handle is going to be down below in the show notes. So please, this is going to be one person you're going to want to follow for those thoughts, those ideas, the perspectives, the trends that are really making impact. But do that across the board and you'll be able to create a list of great ideas that you can implement. So that it's not a question of GoGo. And I'm sure you hear this all the time. Oh, you know, I, I know I need to be doing video and I'm fine with the way I look and the way I sound, but I don't know what to do. Well, that's not an excuse either. No. Follow here's the people my, who here's my here's my question. What are you doing today? Talk about that. What's what's the first thing, the thought that came to your mind today? Did you grab a book off the shelf? Did you just close your hundred deal? Did you just health insurance for your family? Are you thinking about switching a brokerage? Oh, maybe this uh, water pipe bursted in your newest listing. Whatever that's happening, people want to see into your life. What does it take to be you? That's what you're posting about today. Ah, oh, big, big, big. <laughs> go, go. We could go all day on this. I love this. And, and again, this was just the tip of the iceberg for your knowledge and technicality into it. And I know that you're oh, yes. training and teaching and pouring into so many professionals all over the world. Um, I, I definitely uh, want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time. I know you're super busy. And really just to share your story and really your perspective onto life and to business. And, and those takeaways are massive. Um, so Gogo, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me today. This was awesome. Oh, it's great. And I do need to dub you an official real estate Titan Go-Go. That is a badge of honor that you can wear forever. No one can ever take it away. There's no trophies or plaques, as I always say, but you can wear it in your heart, carry it there. Uh, but thank you, Gogo. And everybody, thank you, as always, for your time and attention and love and support. If you love what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point, but I have to say it anyway. Uh, I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your digital business, marketing, advertisement, lead generation, and conversion to close transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. We are live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Gogo. Thank you so much for having me.